Hi, everyone. We really appreciate everyone listening to our episode that garnered diverse feedback, which included a number of different really important perspectives. The initial intention of our episode was to shine light on some important implications of the definition of the term gaslighting, which has started to be used more and more frequently in the medical space. And we wanted to open the discussion about, you know, whether doctors are intentionally and knowingly manipulating patients to make them question their own reality, which we felt like may not actually be what's occurring. We wanted to discuss this term and its relation to patient symptoms being denied or miscategorized because we felt that as marketers, we can only improve the doctor-patient experience by accurately naming and understanding drivers behind actions. What we have realized is that in focusing on the literal definition of the term gaslighting, we focused on the individual motivations of healthcare providers and did not address the larger system within which doctors operate, which is also an extremely important conversation to be had around medical gaslighting. This was not intended to be a discussion of the larger issues of structural racism, sexism, and other isms that exist in the medical field that contribute to patient symptoms being denied and medical gaslighting as a term is commonly used. This is an important tension to be held, that individual medical providers may not knowingly be manipulating patients, but the structures in which they operate with the various constraints and biases present are creating a patient experience that is painful and can be harmful. Ultimately, we do not want to squander the opportunity we've been given here um, to really be able to more responsibly and intentionally discuss the topic and, and really bring in various perspectives from those with lived experience. So, This is sort of a prologue into the episode that you'll listen to. Um, And in addition to this episode, we are planning a series of new podcasts and panels that will address some of these key issues of medical racism, systemic bias, and overall inequities in the medical care system. Um, But for now, please enjoy the following discussion. And as always, we welcome feedback. Please send all comments, questions, and feedbacks to medicalanthropology at havas.com. Thanks so much and enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Sonika Garcia. And I'm Brad Davidson. And this is Breaking the Code a podcast series focused on debunking the myths about behavioral science and arming our listeners with the information they need to make sense of behavioral science to help them apply it to their role as marketers. So today we are going to be talking about medical gaslighting. And this just seems to be a term, you know, I've heard it before, but it seems like in the last, I don't know, two, three months, I've just been coming across it more in, you know, news articles and print, but also in the work that we do and in research. So I figured we've talked about this enough, Brad, between you and I. So let's do an episode on it. Absolutely. yeah, I think before before we jump in, always like to level set in case you haven't heard about medical gaslighting or gaslighting in general. Let's just go through some definitions quick. Yeah, All right. Sure. So so for gaslighting, nothing to do with medical specific, just gaslighting. This is a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator is trying to get someone else or a group of people to question their own reality, their own memories, their perception of the world, the environment around them. And then 
when we think about medical gaslighting, I'm just thinking like, is it gaslighting in the medical sense? But the way that it's understood is it's the experience of having one's concerns dismissed by a healthcare provider and having this dismissal of symptoms or any sort of experience in a condition can make the person question their reality and their sanity. And ultimately it manifests and shows itself as a doctor denying symptoms. Is that right? fair. That, that's how it's used right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, I, first of all, I think it's a great term. I see what you see. It's being used everywhere all the time now. I think the reason we wanted to have this discussion is because I think it's being overapplied, And I think to some negative effects, it's being overapplied. There's sort of a simplistic analysis going on that's being applied to lots and lots and lots of very complex situations. And they all are getting boiled down to medical gaslighting i'm not i'm not trying to say that there isn't some element of gaslighting in certain things but i i, I think we want to unpack it a little bit i think that's what we want yeah. to do today if that is that fair yeah that's fair and to me when i hear gaslighting it's negative right it's it's the the intent negative. was negative yep. you know manipulation isn't you know we talk about like manipulation versus persuasion and manipulation the, the difference is that it's used for harm it's it's used in a negative light so we yeah. think about medical gaslighting like is that right like it was just it, it's bad intentions it's it's that's, manipulation that's the big yeah that's the core that's the core problem i have with the word actually so so let's take a step back right there's two things going on here that probably need defining one is what types of conditions are we hearing about today where people are talking about gaslighting i'll get to that second and the first is the term itself which i think for a lot of people is fairly new especially if you're not an aficionado of old movies there's an old movie called gaslight that's where the term comes from and basically the upshot of the movie is the husband is trying to make the wife crazy he's trying he's intending to uh, distort her view of reality and tell her what she saw she didn't see and what she didn't see she did see and he's trying to make her crazy right for his own ends and so that's where I think the term falls down. There's an intentionality to it. And you even said it specific type of manipulation where the manipulator is trying to get someone else to question their own reality. I don't mm -hmm. actually think that's what's going on in the medical cases we're about to discuss. And that's where I sort of throw a flag a little bit. Do I think that people have their symptoms dismissed by doctors? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do I think that certain type of uh, conditions, and we've talked about this, you know, conditions that are purely symptomatic, illnesses rather than diseases, do they get sort of dismissed? Yes, they do. And do a lot of these diseases affect women that are sort of mysterious? Absolutely, right? Um, autoimmune disorders over-indexed female, migraines over-indexed female. There's all sorts of actual female things like endometriosis, which take four to 11 years to diagnose, far longer than they should. There's clearly some kind of toxic dynamic in the dialogue between the doctor and the patient that is preventing arrival at a solution that's satisfactory to the patient. What I don't like is calling those things gaslighting because it implies that that's happening on purpose. And I don't mm -hmm. think that's right. There's a couple of problems there, but I'll stop, go ahead yeah. and react. And then I've got a couple of points as well, but yep. <laughs> no, yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's my main thing. Like our doctors really being these master manipulators who are intentionally trying to, you know, not fulfill their purpose of like, do no harm and, you know, like really, um, 
they're not like supporting their patients. So I think when I dug a little bit deeper into the definition of gaslighting, and there are four types, right? Like I, I don't think it's right. super straightforward. So it says, you know, outright lying. So to me, okay, that's just outright lying. You know, you're doing it and it's a lie. And okay, that's simple. Scapegoating coercion, and then manipulation of reality. And I kind of felt like the only one that really applied to medical gaslighting or like that we see the most clearly is the manipulation of reality. And and that is, okay, you're telling me that this is your reality, but actually it's not. This is what's going on and like trying to get someone to change their perception of their reality. Like I think coercion, sure, like we we hear it happening in really horrible cases, but that's not what is coming up when we think about medical gaslighting, right? Well, so listen, it's, it's, I mean, I think if you are a doctor coercing your patients, it's illegal. I think everything right. that you've described, it's possible, right? The Tuskegee experiments, they get yep. uh, invoked a lot, right? But just for those who don't know, large, very evil <clears throat> set of experiments went on for a long time where basically a group of African-Americans were told they didn't have syphilis, were never told they did have syphilis, weren't treated were under medical care, but basically they just wanted to see well, what happens if we don't treat syphilis. And so that is not only unethical, that's illegal. And that would be gaslighting. They came and you're like, you know, I have these symptoms. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. I'm deliberately trying to, <clears throat> to put you in a position where you question your own reality. Remember the, the husband in the movie Gaslight is trying to make her crazy. So I, I again, I don't see any doctor doing that unless they have ulterior motives, coercion, you know, sexual coercion, let's say, or something like mm -hmm. that, or no, that didn't happen. But even yeah. if you suspect your spouse of embezzlement, for example, misappropriation of joint funds, am I gaslighting you if I tell you it's not true? If I tell you you're, you know, no, you're crazy. I, that never happened, right? Like that, I guess, is gaslighting, but mostly I'm just lying to you. I, like, I, I think gaslighting has a specific end in mind. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I, I've read a patient quote and this was an article that was just focused only on medical gaslighting. And one of the quotes that like was front and center of this article, it was basically a, a patient saying that I went to my doctor for elbow pain and she just sort of hand waved it off saying, well, you're overweight and you're putting stress on your joints. And that's like what's going on. There's not like a larger problem. And to me, I was like, there's no way that that doctor, if if it was medical gaslighting the way that gaslighting is read, then that means that that doctor had to have known that that elbow injury was something else. And they're just deliberately blaming it on the weight of a patient. I couldn't wrap my head around that. I was like, there's right. no way that that's what's happening. However, it is it's it's happening. It's terrible doctoring. It's, right? Yeah, it's terrible doctoring. It's but. Not to me, that's like an implicit bias. That's, you know, for some, you know, representativeness, right. this doctor has seen, you know, 10 patients who are overweight with a similar problem. And now they're assuming that you are falling into the same bucket. To me, yeah. that's a different issue, right? Yeah, exactly. So I want to be really clear. I'm not saying that it's not medical gaslighting. Therefore, it's not problematic. I'm saying right. it's being misdiagnosed, right? So that example, there's two things that occur. One is that's what the patient heard. I don't know if that's what the doctor said, so I, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast before, but we used to record doctor-patient interactions, and there's a whole 
legal ethical framework within which you can do that certainly everybody consented right but they didn't know what we were looking for is the big thing so they couldn't have modified their discussion around pain because we never told them we're studying pain discourses we would just you know videotape or audio tape doctor patient interactions but what was interesting is we'd ask the doctor and the patient separately after the visit how to go and so you'd have the, the patient's view of the discussion, you'd have the doctor's view of the discussion, and then at some point you'd get the actual tape from the actual discussion, and always there were gaps between what the doctor and the patient said, and almost always you could actually find justification for what they both said. It's like, it's a very interesting exercise. Try it with your spouse, you know, where like <laughs> what you take away from the conversation isn't necessarily what the other person took away. So this is a long way of saying, I'm not saying everybody's blameless and I'm not saying that the things that people are describing about people being ignored or their symptoms being diminished, minimized, all those sorts of things, those are absolutely happening and they're hugely problematic. But there's two things that I think are really important when you start seeing this term gaslighting. One is if it's not deliberate then we're misdiagnosing the problem. If it's unconscious, if it's not deliberate, then we have a different problem with this doctor that we have to get them to understand that the behavior that they're doing, and it may be actually well-intentioned. So, you know, the last podcast we talked about values and conflict. I may want to spend an hour with you to talk about your vague symptoms that are very difficult for me to, to pin down in a differential diagnosis but I'm an employee and I have 12 more patients I have to see today and I only have 11 minutes. So the first problem I have with medical gaslighting as sort of used right now is it's being used all the time. It ignores the sort of structural issues like time constraints that doctors are working under right now. That instead of saying like, if only this doctor had more time to do it right, they're saying it's just a bad doctor. It's a doctor in a bad situation sometimes. I mean, doctors will tell you, I don't like spending 10 minutes. I feel like it's conveyor belt medicine. You know, I'm a doc in a box kind of thing. So that's one. Mm -hmm. If you diagnose this as a problem of the doctor's intentionality, you're ignoring that th there's a bigger issue there that we need to address in order to handle this, right? The other one is there's a lot of analyses of sexism. And again, being fully aware that I'm a straight white man, so I'll get your reaction as soon as I'm done to this statement, right? But, you know, it rests on the assumption a lot of times of latent sexism. So we'll go from medical gaslighting to sexist practices in medicine without missing a beat that, you know, it, it is... The fact that it is hard to diagnose endometriosis means it's medical gaslighting and I was told it was nothing. Again, I think this sort of avoids the fact that 50% of doctors are women now. Like a lot of times when we start talking about structural sexism in medicine, we, we can't talk about it as if it was 1970 anymore. It's 2023. Mm -hmm. the, a lot of the women who are seeing doctors are seeing female doctors, which means maybe it's inherent sexism in the practice of medicine as opposed to the doctors themselves. In other words, how mm -hmm. you're taught to diagnose something. So I think right now, and again, understanding that a lot of these articles are for a popular lay audience, but we're using this term over and over in a way that's sort of reinforcing lazy analyses that basically male doctors are not listening to female patients. That's entirely possible, but that dynamic is different these days. There's a lot more women in medicine that, mm -hmm. you know, doctors are doing it on purpose. So I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I'm curious your reaction to those last two things, right? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, well, the point that you made about, so I, I kind of look at it as 
okay, the observed behavior, and this is me just, you know, being, you know, my behavioral science background, but like the observed behavior is the denial of symptoms or even like physical things like the hand wave or, you know, whatever, like this, you know, hand waved it off. Like it was nothing like this patient quote that I read. So it's, that's what we're seeing. But then, so to your point, I mean, to, to jump to, oh, well, there's, there's a word for this. It's called medical gaslighting. When symptoms are dismissed, that's medical gaslighting. And that's currently what we're doing. But I think what would help our work is if we, within like denial of symptoms or whatever those observed behaviors are, we actually dug a little deeper into like all of the reasons that a certain doctor could be doing this, things like you mentioned, time, if there's no diagnostic testing, whatever it may be. And then, I don't know, maybe stratify it a bit based on like the disease condition. And that's kind of what you're getting into, like when it comes to, you know, things like endometriosis or scleroderma or or migraine, things that like it's kind of silent diseases, lupus. I think medical gaslighting as it's currently understood would be as more often applied to those conditions. But is there a way, and I mean, I guess I'll throw it back at you, like, I think that diseases that are observable, they also face denial of symptoms, but that could be for different reasons. And then invisible diseases face denial of symptoms for another set of reasons. And it's important that we understand those differences to really impact behavior change. Yes, 100%. And like the best example I can think of of something that was clearly sexist, but wasn't gaslighting, but we absolutely were able to change it. And by by we, I want to call out uh, Megan Onofrey. I think I've called her out on the podcast before. Um, she's also a linguist, used to work in the healthcare space. I think she's moved on. But she uh, she and I worked on a migraine study, and then she ended up being the lead author on some really good articles on it, where again, this might take a second, but it's kind of worth it. What we found was that migraine patients themselves were very frustrated with the dialogue with their with their neurologist, that the, the neurologist kept cutting them off and shutting them down, and, and they were very frustrated. But when I talked to the neurologist, when we talked to the neurologist, we found that they were saying, look, these patients are frustrating. They're never satisfied. We can't cure them. We can't fix them. And I try and, you know, minimize my time with them. Now, the, the conflict there was the patients were trying to get their story out and the doctors were trying to hustle them out the door. And so what we had to show the doctors was that if you just let the women talk and, and it was all women, right? So, but if you just gave them, you know, the, the runway to uh, elaborate how migraine was impacting them, you would end up with a shorter visit and a better visit. And that's exactly what we proved that skip some of the questions you were asking and just say in your own words, how's migraine affecting you? Because that's what the guidelines are based on is how does it affect you? You had a better visit, you had a shorter visit, which was a home run for the doctors, but on a 10 point scale, you could see that they were actually closer, the doctor and the patient to each other's, uh, to, to the evaluation of impact on the woman's life, right? So mm-hmm. if before the intervention, the doctor said it's a four and she said it's an eight, afterwards he'd be saying it's a seven and she'd be saying it's an eight. So it was a home run, but the big thing we had to show was, yes, but it made the visit shorter. You're being more efficient, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, that's clearly a mix of sexist ideology around, you know, if I literally someone said, if I let these women talk, they'll take all day. Well, that's not true. You let the women talk and it it just took a minute. They just wanted to explain their symptoms. That to me is absolutely sexist. Is it gaslighting? That's the real question here. And so 
if we had called yeah. it gaslighting, it would be much more about an intentional desire to make these women suffer migraines. It wasn't that. It was, I need to keep my my practice on schedule. It's like, okay, that's fine, but you're doing a disservice to your patients. Oh, yeah. well, how can I do better? This is how you do better. And then they were very happy to do it. Do you see the difference? I mean, yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good example. I think that puts it all into really solid context. Yeah, there's a huge difference. And so I think the purpose of starting this discussion is not to say that medical gaslighting doesn't exist. It's not to say that the working definition is completely false, but there are things within it that need to be questioned and probably explored further. We're all about talking about buzzwords, and I think medical gaslighting is definitely a buzzword that needs to be explored and tested a bit more. And to work to find, you know, what are the true reasons that some sort of symptom denial or, um, you know, overall demeanor from a doctor to a patient could be going on. Again, there are plenty of reasons that are not right. They're still wrong. But is it medical gaslighting? Um, It's just a precision. Yeah, it's just a precision of diagnosis of what the, the, the problem really is. And look. If you feel like your doctor is gaslighting you or frankly, you're, you know, any healthcare product, frankly, your partner, your spouse, leave them, find a new one, right? Like <laughs> I, it's, it's a, it's a horribly, horribly toxic thing to do to yeah. deny somebody's reality deliberately yeah. to make them crazy. That is a terrible, terrible thing to do. So yeah, if you yeah. think you're being gaslit, flee. But if you think you're not being listened to, you may also want to flee. Just, it's, you know, it's not, (laughs) it's not quite as criminal, but it's definitely not good in a medical space. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, tying it back to behavior change, which is kind of the root of our discussions. It's again, you're not going to come up with effective behavior change techniques if you bucket all the reasons for a certain behavior to be medical gaslighting. And we just want to make sure that we're opening up this discussion so we don't leave anything on the table and we can, you know, create interventions that actually work. I think that's always what it ladders back up to. So, but we're curious, like if after you listen to this episode, do you, what are your thoughts? Like, is it a thing? Are we missing something? Do you have experience with a medical gaslighting situation that you want to talk about? I've been, I've been accused of being a a doctor apologist before. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, you know, maybe the, the, the word has evolved, but I do, I do think people should be careful. It's, it's a term that we, we use and then we build our arguments off of some of the base assumptions inside yeah. that word. Yeah. Um, and that's where it gets dangerous. So again, yeah. you know, like words matter. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> totally. No. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Brad. I think this is good. Again, curious to, to hear what you guys think. So write us in. We do have a, a podcast email or a medical anthropology email. It's medicalanthropology at havas.com. So pretty simple. Um, And we want to hear specifically for this, like, I think this is a newer topic that we're exploring and uh, really curious to hear your thoughts. So until next time, I'm Sonika Garcia. Yes. And I'm Brad Davidson. And this is Breaking the Code. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Breaking the Code is a podcast by Havas Health and Youth Medical Anthropology Department. Created and produced by Brad Davidson and Sonika Garcia. Content editing done by Catherine Rossi. Post-production audio editing done by Gabriel Allen Cummings and inspiration by all of you. Thanks for listening and your continued support. If you enjoy these episodes, we would love to hear from you. Please leave a rating and subscribe. Until next time.